Welcome to Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast, where we help people explore the power of herbs to create optimal wellness and strengthen their spiritual practice so they can feel healthy and connected. Herbal information provided in this podcast is meant for educational purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of professional medical advice. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Herbs. Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit. This podcast is all about the things that are happening in my new yard, the new beginnings. I've been writing about this on my blog. You can go to fullcircleherbals.com and look for the blog on the top, and you'll see some of the things that have been happening in the yard, some pictures of the plants I've been uh, putting in and all this good things. Um, So I am creating a new garden I have a new yard. We've moved into a new house. I have new trees and shrubs to get acquainted with and landscaping things that I'm getting challenged by. So that's what I'm talking about today. And we were in our other house for about 10 years and there was gardens there when I got there. Um, Not well kept because the former owner was in the elder years and was not able to do those tasks, I think. Um, But I was able to find the the garden outlines and watch from year to year those gardens come back and see all the amazing plants that were just naturally in the yard as well. So I'm really looking forward to that in this yard because I am moving some things around and I know that many of those plants that have been waiting to come out naturally that just are here will be doing so. Um, I've got one area that is full of rocks, um, and I'm not a real fan of landscape uh, rocks um, for a number of reasons. They can be helpful to keep those weeds down that you don't want around the house, the grasses, whatever. They can help protect an area from erosion, but this particular spot where we have this rock, it's about the size of a fist or so, or you know, give or take. Uh, and it's it's really compacted the soil. Um, there's already soil that's been over time has collected on the top, along with other seedlings and you know grasses are starting to overtake it. So it's not like landscape rock is a maintenance free. It certainly does need some maintenance. And this spot in particular needs a little help. I can see underneath it, they put black plastic. Also not a big fan of this because what ends up happening is, yes, it can thwart and keep away those plants you don't want to poke through that area, but eventually the plastic starts to fall apart. And it doesn't, it's not biodegradable. Now, there are some um, biodegradable type landscape, I don't know if they call them plastics, but they are out there. But the particular one we have in this yard, I can tell it's not biodegradable. It's just falling apart in little pieces and what this kind of plastic does is just come apart into more little bits of pieces and you can never really get it out after it gets to certain um, small sizes. So I'm carefully taking big chunks out as I can. First I got to take this rocks off the top then the plastic comes out and sometimes the plastic's down a good six inches or more. It's just because things have been accumulating on top of it. That's one reason the black plastics are not my favorite. 
because it just gets buried anyways. And so you still have to pull off the, the grasses and the other plants that are moving into your landscape area anyway. So uh, yeah, I'm digging through this, this rock, this black plastic, and the ground is pretty compacted there. And so um, I think over time, as I develop the soil with biodegradable mulches, um, such as bark mulch, um, and I also like to use hay for certain spots in my gardens too, um, and just naturally letting things break down, like the leaves that are coming from the trees. So as I unearth this spot, I can tell that there's some, um, maybe some tiger, tiger lilies there, and also some other wild flowers native to this area that are wanting to pop through. Um, and so I'm, I am looking forward to the spring to see which spring plants come up. I think I have some goldenrod that's coming up here by itself. I see some remnants of it struggling and um, goldenrod is a good for medicinal teas. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see what else kind of pops up. I've also found a wild black cherry tree, Prunus serotina. Um, and uh, this one is used for wild, well, wild cherry cough syrups they use them for. So I've been working with this tree a little bit. It's a fairly big tree for this type of wild black cherry in the area. A lot of these types of trees don't make it long because they're susceptible to black knot and they tend to die. But this one's a pretty good size. So looking forward to help keeping it alive. Unfortunately, it's under the power wires. So when the power company comes through to make sure there's clearance, they cut away the branches away from the, the wires and it really makes the trees look a little weird, like flat on one side and it looks like it's been topped. So it's been chopped up quite a bit, still growing. And I look forward to communing with that tree more and um, seeing if I can get it to continue to grow and, and stay away from the black knot disease. So yeah, there's there's this edging, like I said, with these rocks and this black plastic that seems to be all over the place. Um, it's like an excavation. And then there is most of the yard is full of red oak trees and a couple silver maples. So unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of sun coming through, um, which I need for a vegetable garden. Uh, my herb gardens can withstand, you know, smaller amounts of sun exposure. They can withstand, um, you know, four to six hours of, of sun. Um, some of the herbs, of course, if I want their flowers, they need even more sun. So what ended up happening was out of all the trees on our property, about eight total um, in a 0.3 acre spot, big size trees, one of them did have to come down so that I could have a vegetable garden. Um, so to cut or not to cut, that is the question. And in this particular case, we cut down a silver maple tree on the south side of the property. And now there is loads of light coming through so that I can have a vegetable garden. The trees must be thinking what in the world is this human doing? Because I am keeping a lot of the leaves that fall. Um, so 
I'm making a lasagna garden, or it's also called a layering garden, mulch garden too. Uh, so there's, you know, three different names that can be called, but lasagna garden is the most popular right now. And it's a layering technique where I take cardboard and put it on top of the grass and then layer leaves, anything else I can get my hands on that would be appropriate for like a compost. So I put my vegetable and fruit um, peels on the garden and I layered it with some um, hay. You could add a little straw to it. You can add composted uh, cow manure or chicken manure. Uh, you can add in, um, yeah, any vegetable scraps, coffee grounds. And I've been just layering and layering. It needs to be around, well, two to three feet, uh, two feet. Um, and then putting it in in the fall is the best. And then by the time spring comes, it's had time to decompose um, over the over that time, especially in the spring, everything really warms up. And that whole um, spot with the leaves and all the stuff I've layered on, onto it eventually goes down to about half its height. And then you plant your transplants right into this wonderful mulchy type. Um, it's not soil and it's not just leaves, it's starting to compost. Adding seeds to a mulch garden like this is a little bit different than doing what we did with the transplants. With the transplants, you just put it into this composted material, putting it in the leaves and such. As the roots will, you know, make their way through all this amazing material. And the seeds need some so sort of contact with soil. So using potting soil or just some soil from the ground um, in your yard could be used as well. And you just put like an inch or so of the soil down in a row or in the patch where you're going to put the seeds. And then as soon as the seeds germinate, then they'll send their roots into this growing material that's, um, that's there. They, the seed needs to have some sort of contact with the soil in order to germinate and the soil can help you know, keep the moisture of the seed so that it doesn't dry up and things like that. But once, the, once those roots get going, they'll go into the mulch garden material. The benefits of having a layered garden like this, uh, a lasagna garden, and they call it a lasagna garden because of the layering um, you do to get it started. The benefits are that uh, you don't have to dig into the ground to start a new garden. You can put a layer of cardboard, you know, cardboard that's just brown. It doesn't have any printing on it and um, or some other materials. Sometimes people use like paper bags, but you just want a material that's going to kind of smother the grass or whatever's growing there. Uh, and then you, you put this material over it. So the benefit is that no digging you get to use what is already around you. Like for me, I love the silver maple leaves and, and other maples, um, ash trees, and those types of um, leaves. Uh, oaks have a lot of tannin in them, so they do break down much slower. And for the definitely for the first year, I want my garden um, 
the mulch uh, process to compost you know quite quickly so that I can get this garden material this medium to have my plants grow into them so you get to use what's around you uh, and all this material goes back into you know the earth and develops this it's pretty soil it's mostly soilless material because there's no sand silt or clay in it unless you add some of that to it but it's this wonderful um material that holds moisture as well that's the third um, benefit of it so when it rains or when you water it it has more water holding capacity it doesn't just necessarily go right through the soil like it would with sand it doesn't um, hold too much moisture like clay soils do so if you're in an area where the the ground isn't really conducive to holding um, vegetable plants, it's too much clay, too much sand, it, it doesn't have a lot of nutrients, and you can build up this material. And you can do it, like I said, starting in fall, and then by spring um, time coming, then you can use it. And so year after year, you just keep adding to it every fall, um, and that material keeps building over time. And you have very, have a tendency to have very few weeds. So that's a, a fourth benefit is the the plants um, in your area that are in the ground already, they typically don't move in to the lasagna garden. They typically are staying out because you're smothering them year after year with more material, more leaves and straw and hay and um, composted manure and kitchen garden scraps and, and the like. So so that's um, many benefits to having this type of gardening method and I, I really enjoy it. I've done this many times before and seen really good benefits of having this type of starting this type of garden. So unfortunately we took a tree down. That was not an easy decision but we already have a silver maple in the yard and we have several red oaks and the wild cherry um, tree there as well. And we have very mature trees with lots of shade. So having one less tree in, in the yard was um, sad to do. And, but at the same time, it, just taking down that one tree opened up so much sun. I'm really glad that it was only one tree. If I had to take more than that down, I don't know if I would have, um, you know, done that in the event that I would have not... If, if I couldn't take just one tree down to create enough sun for a vegetable garden, I most likely would have rented some plots at a community garden where they're in full sun. And I know we have those here. So I had some thinking to do. Um, and this is, um, I think this option is going to work well. And some of the other plants in the yard I could see were struggling. Um, I could tell that at one time there was more sun in the yard, just where the placement of some of the the shrubs and the perennials that were there, um, but they were really struggling. So over time, those trees must have gotten bigger and bigger and created more and more shade. Oddly enough, it looks like there was even more trees in the yard at one time. I see many stumps. So it was very packed with very mature trees um, over the years. So I think the trees that are now, you know, still here, I think they're going to have a good um, a good more light coming their way because of this one tree. It was on the south side of the property and um, just taking that one tree down just really opened it up for some sun 
in that part of the garden. So not a decision I made lightly, that's for sure. I even consulted a couple tree, um, well-known tree um, care companies, and they got some recommendations about how to get more light into the yard, and this seemed to be the most feasible. So there's lots of new beginnings happening in my world at this time. New house, new gardens, new yard, new trees, new shrubs to get to know. I even have a cramp bark um, shrub in the yard, which I've never um, had in the previous yard. This is a, a viburnum, another uh, shrub that's used in a medicinal-like way, as you can imagine, uh, with a name like cramp bark. It does um, hold up to its name. So I'm learning um, some, some new things. I knew these uh, couple trees that I have in my yard are have medicinal-like qualities to them. They're used in herbal medicine, but now I really get to be with them all season long and watch their growth and get to understand them in a deeper way that's not just about book learning. Um, so I'm even hosting a new um, class called Herbal Beginnings, and it's two days, December 9th and 10th, uh, 2021, and it is Herbal Beginnings Restore Your Roots to Your Plant Magic with two powerful steps. So this is ideal for somebody who is beginning to learn herbalism, somebody who's already and has been learning herbalism, but just kind of feels like something's missing, they've lost some motivation, momentum, um, or for a person who is already considers themselves an herbalist, but again, feels like there's a little something missing from their practice, um, from uh, from what they've learned, and they want to add in this other component. And the component really is what I call the plant magic. It's the things that I wish I would have learned as I was self-study with my herbalism, and then into my plant, um, into my master herbalism certificate. There's just many facets that weren't um, really spoken about that I think that many people who are learning herbs either for their own uh, home use or they're looking to do something more with it in terms of helping other people. Um, I just think that this uh, herbal beginnings is really going to be helpful for people who, like I said, feel like there's a little something missing, that plant magic. And, and there's a lots of book learning that you can do, but there's also this connection to the plants um, that uh, I know that many people want to incorporate into their herbal studies. Um, and for those who may be gardeners too, that don't never thought of themselves as learning herbs, but also feel like there's a deeper connection with plants that they um, haven't fully explored or maybe, you know, even understand or thought through. Um, herbal beginnings is uh, this two-day journey is going to be really key for these people who I've mentioned. So whether you're just beginning, you're already started, or you're in the thick of learning the herbs, you've already, you know, done a lot of work. Herbal Beginnings is um, the beginning that you've always wanted, but never maybe have gotten. And it's also for those who need to begin again. Um, check out this, um, check out the information on my full circle 
herbals.com website and you'll see for the under the free offers tab that this um, there's a sign up page for it so it is free it's online it's going to be in zoom and also streaming into the herbal beginnings facebook group so two different ways that you can watch it replays are available for a limited time um, and the herbal beginnings uh, two-day journey is is a really good start for for many people and for people who just like i said want to get reinvigorated, motivated, gain some momentum, and meet other people who feel a connection to plants. Because that's what I'm all about here with Full Circle Herbals. My company is to uh, bring the sacred connection of plants back to humans. So please join me with Herbal Beginnings. Check out fullcircleherbals.com and get yourself signed up. Thank you for listening to my story about my new garden like I said, go to fullcircleherbals.com and there's more pictures and uh, other stories about my, my new garden adventure. And I'll certainly be sharing that with everybody for the next couple of years as um, I find new things here in the yard that are growing. And as I go through my new journey of creating my herbal gardens, my vegetable gardens and connecting with the land. So take care. Please follow me at fullcircleherbals.com and the Facebook page Full Circle Herbals.